Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another riveting episode of Lori Time. I am your host, Daniel, joined by my co-host, Zach. Today, we are going to be doing another fantasy book. I feel like that's what we're, you do 80s movies. I do fantasy books. We're going to transition at some point. <laughs> I think the reason, like for me at least, why I haven't delved into anime is because it's like, there's not a lot of short animes that you can really like delve into. Right. Or at least ones that <laughs> haven't been talked about. To, like, yeah. To the, to yeah. The, yeah. Everything's like Naruto's like seventy books. Yeah. Okay, how am I going to turn that into an hour and a half of content? Like, let's talk about Cowboy Bebop. Like everybody else, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, at some point, we're gonna, we're gonna. I'm gonna roll some dice. We'll pull out some anime or something like that. Um, which is funny considering how much we watch anime. Yeah. But we also love fantasy and high fantasy. And this is for me, like I was saying, it's probably one of my favorite fantasy books of all time. Um, this is the book known as Kings of the Wild, written by Nicholas Eames. God, I hope I pronounced his last name correctly. Um, it is uh, the, sta- the tale of a man who gets his bandmates back together uh, to save his daughter from what is known as the Heart Wild. Hence the name Kings of the Wild. Um, it was written in 2017 by, again, Nicholas Eames. And so this is his debut book. This is his, like, it. He just popped this out. Uh, and in the back of the book, it's nice because there's an, he does an interview, like That's a little, cool. and so you kind of get an idea of what his thought process is making it. And so he stated that he wanted to write a book that he would want to read. Yeah. And this feels like a book that, <laughs> it, it takes a lot of what makes fantasy fun. The, like the adventure, yeah. the, um, the, ma- the mythical creatures. It really does kind of play on the idea though, that, you know, some of the mythical creatures, yeah. Uh, so if you're not like a big like fantasy person, some of the like names but may pass you by. But it does a good job of kind of like keeping you. It's like how like when you watch the Lord of the Rings movies, right? It's a very simple story. Yeah. In the sense of that is a the that is an orc that that guy's evil. He right. He's a yeah. hobbit. He is a creature of good. But it also kind of has this really interesting story about uh, adventuring, and it kind of takes this idea of. The idea of, of, of advent- when you play Dungeons and Dragons and you listen to these, right? It's always about going in and killing the monster mm-hmm. and saving the princess, the king, and not really talking about the consequences of those actions. Yeah. Of like, maybe this monster is just trying to live and you just come into his house and try to murder him and he has an issue with that. Right. So I think that was a really interesting conversation that kind of pops up uh, from time to time in this story. Uh, not only that, but it is, it is a classic tale of let's get the band back to let's get the group back together. Uh, a lot of his influences are through music. So, in most adventuring kind of like fantasy, they're called parties. Mm-hmm. In this case, he specifically wanted to be bands because each character fits an archetype of a band yeah. mem- of a member of a musical band. That's cool. Um, and so, a lot of the names are very like you can tell there's a lot of rock influences so like there's a band that their friend that the group is friends are called Vanguard yeah, yeah, yeah. like things like that I think one's like screaming death metal eagle or something yeah yeah yeah. It's like, yeah yeah so that's like there's a lot of musical influences and that's what I really like about it and so he kind of explains who plays what, what? role uh, in it uh, again if you like normal fantasy you'll get the premise it's a very simple premise it's not Okay, they're throwing a lot of words at me, a lot of magic, right? Kind of that's kind of like the issue with Dune, where you start off there's a lot of confusing words. Yeah, if you're not a hardcore sci-fi guy, a lot of words are gonna confuse you. A lot of hyphens mm-hmm. and then words. Yeah, this is a very simple like. Okay, if you get that, if you've played Dungeons and Dragons or if you've done any kind of high fantasy 
books. Yeah. Video game. You're like, okay, this is a very simple premise. I, I can, can pick like, it up and go. Yeah, you can really pick it up and go. Um, this was uh, nom- so Goodreads, the <laughs> the IMDb of books, is uh, he was nominated nominated for like best debut mm-hmm. uh, book. Uh, a lot while I was on Goodreads, I read a lot of thought, had a lot, of, read a lot of thoughts that made me feel things. Uh, as you know, we talk about like just when people try really hard with like grammar and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and that was a big thing. I, I was, you can tell that, I don't know, it's it's like. Not that they enjoyed the, f- didn't enjoy the fun of it, but it's like, oh, the grammar bothered me. Okay, like, yeah, like, but is the story good? Like, if you have a good storyteller, it doesn't matter if they're using whom and hoons and how many adjectives it took to get there. Yeah, yeah, it's painting a picture, right? Mm. Um, so let me read. So a, a lot of issues was that there was some kind of some dumb humor in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the scene or like like this was like a scene that bothered a lot of people. So they're so they were there's a they're fighting and they end up throwing this the their magician character wizard character in the book throws this glass bottle that of this like concoction he's created not knowing what remembering what the label was yeah and uh, in the story I'll, which I'll explain he he uh, essentially has cured erectile dysfunction yeah and so he throws this thinking it's gonna like blind them and stuff like that but it's his erectile dysfunction medic like powder. And so they're all like, oh, we all have, like, erections. And people were like, I read that, and I was like, I cannot continue on. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't know, that's just funny. Yeah, I think yeah, it's just because we're monkey brain. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it's also, like, that's kind of like a and d thing. Someone would throw no. something that doesn't, I don't know what this does. Yeah. Well, and then you're told, hey, this actually is, like, there's a right. cat inside or something stupid. It like feels that. like a more adult joke that would be, like, Shrek. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. That makes 100%, yeah. Yeah. Like an adult Shrek joke. Yeah, like, it would be an erection, obviously, a Shrek movie, but it would be, yeah. so, it's 100% like a Shrek gimmick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, and it's like a blue bottle and all yeah. that. Yeah. So that was, like, the biggest thing, was that the humor. But I like the humor, because it's just about friends that are... Doing shit. Doing mm-hmm. shit together. What's the uh, overall... Or, um, uh, four point... I think it was a 4.3. Okay, so it's a really good... It's it is really, good... really rated high, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like to like I said I go very extremes ones and fives just because I think yeah. they're usually like it's fun seeing how much people oh, yeah. hate it and a lot of people I'll, I'll explain that right now so here this I have a couple one star reviews uh, the first one is it's not often I finish reading a book having not enjoyed any part of it but this is one of those rare occasions almost from the start I was questioning on what basis had so many people awarded Kings of the Wild five star ratings. And it appeared on so many end-of-the-year best-of lists in 2017. I couldn't for the life of me work out why, and so found myself thinking more than once that if this is truly was one of the best fantasy novels published last year in 2017, this review was written in 2018, uh, what, 2017 was a poor year for the genre. They sound fun. They, I think there are things that, like, author, okay, bro, what... I think, and so the thing too about Goodreads is there's a lot of self-promotion in mm-hmm. these comments. And it's kind of like ESPN-y. Yeah. And so for those of you who aren't sports people, ESPN loves, like they, their their commentators love right, the hot take yeah. to get people, to, like like a heel in their wrestling. Yeah. So they, they make sta- inflammatory statements. Statement, puts it on me. And now every, and so literally under it is like the link to his website. It's the link to his like reviews. Oh, come on, yeah. bro. It's very self uh Grandizing, um, 
let me see. Oh, there's more to it. I apologize. It's not over. Uh, eventually, I just had to accept that I'm not the target audience for this novel. Without meaning to sound insulting, it's going to sound insulting, I think this is a book that plays well with juvenile people who get a cheap thrill out of juvenile humor. Since that's just not me, the childish comedy, in quotation marks, that saturates the story from beginning to end only served to aggravate me and make me roll my eyes. When all said and done, reading the book was a hard slog and I was glad when it was finally over. Needless to say, I have zero interest in reading the sequel. Fell for the cover but didn't care for the book. I still don't understand why people force themselves to finish mm-hmm. long things that they don't enjoy. Yeah. Even like, and I'm honestly reading these made me really rethink my thoughts on the A Court of Thorns and Roses. Yeah. And I was like, oh God, okay, maybe I should have like not complained as much about it. Because like, but I feel like with us, we're willing to admit when there's good things. Oh, yeah. It. And it's like, I don't like the talking down. Okay, if you liked it, you're in charge. Oh, yeah, no, that's stupid. Yeah. Like, you like if it, you liked it, you liked it. Yeah. It doesn't matter what I think about it. So, uh, the next one, another one-star review. Childish, churlish, deme- uh, meandering, and no plot. I wouldn't mind the meandering if it leaned more... If it leaned into the picaresque... Poop had that on their uh, <laughs> review bingo word. Picturesque, baby. Picaresque. Say, but it doesn't have enough sense of purpose to do that. Someone said it's like a D&D campaign that never ends. As someone who's played some good D&D campaigns, that's not an insult. But no. what fucking yeah, ever, dude? Okay. So now we're going to go into the positives. Some five-star reviews. But as you can see, like someone who I passionately really... I've talked about yeah. this book a lot. And yeah. they read those, I'm like... Okay. This hurts me. <laughs> what fucking ever, bro? <laughs> Five-star reviews. No spoilers as the book isn't out yet, but this is a terrific read for fantasy fans who enjoy a mix of old-school adventuring told in a modern voice and with the rock and roll flair. Nicholas Eames knows how to take the tropes of heroic fantasy and simultaneously revel in them while often turning them on their head. Lots of fun to be had here. A second review. It has excellent character building through scenes that have mood. Even though sometimes it was hard to catch up with what was happening, it does move kind of quickly. He, I will, there's a giant big battle scene at the end, and I will say he writes it very well mm-hmm. for the amount of chaos happening. Yeah. You kind of are able to follow what's going on. Okay, which I think is impressive. But it is definitely a must-read amongst the adult fantasy books. Okay. See, I like those when they kind of explain, not just like I'm shitting on it, but like yeah. this is what I think could have been better. And with that, everybody. Come take a seat at the tavern table, grab something to drink, and let me tell you the story of Saga, the kings of the motherfucking wild. (laughs) So our story begins with Clay Cooper, uh, one of the founding members of Saga. Uh, He is getting a drink at a town bar. And he is living the life of a guardsman in this town that he is living in. Uh, He has had a long day, and so he's kind of just... I just want to take a minute to find myself. Uh, Far far flung from the legendary status that he once uh, carried. Um, He... There's another guard there who knows that. He, it's kind of like the classic, oh, who are you? I was in this band. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, it's so sick that you're part of it. So like, yeah. It's like these like pimply-faced kids. Like, oh, you're so, so cool, cool. yeah. 
And so he's like, hey, I'll give you like a story and then you leave me alone. And uh, so he tells this story of they like killed like I think a dragon. Yeah. Well, no, he's like, you guys killed the dragon. He's like, no, we stabbed it and then it flew off to die. So, so <laughs> yeah, we're like, ah, oh, that might have, you know, he's like, yeah. oh, it's just kind of in, uh, not self-inflammatory, but the, just uh, grandizing. Yeah, yeah. self-grandizement. Um, so he decides to leave because he's like, I'm tired of being uh, glow- glowed upon. And he finds a man sitting at his house. And that man is Gabriel. Otherwise known as Golden Gabe. He was the front man of the group Saga. Yeah. Uh, the, like gold, long golden hair. hair. But this is, this is a Gabe. It's been about 10 years since they last were together. And he looks tired. And he comes to Gabriel with a request. He um, tells Gabriel that he needs... Or he tells Clay... That he needs his help because his daughter is in another country known as the Republic of Castia. Mm-hmm. And it is under siege by these creatures from what is called the wild. So essentially, if you look at the map, the whole right side has been developed. Okay. The whole left side is literally just like forests. And that is known as the heart wild. Okay. And so what bands would do is they would get a mission, right? Hey, there's some XYZs doing this thing. Right. Go. You go into the wild and you... You high fantasy. Yeah. You high fantasy adventure your way through it. Um, in this case, someone has rallied all of these creatures and is essentially attacking this republic known as Castia. And okay. From what people have heard, it is like dire. It's literally like Helm's Deep. Like the orcs are at the door. Everyone's dying. Bye. And he's like, my daughter's there. I need to go get her. And so Clay's kind of like, well, how did this happen? And he's like, well, I taught her how to use a sword. And then she basically like, she, she fell into the life. Yeah. She's known as, her name's Rose, and is known as the Bloody Rose uh, by other adventuring bands. Good, good name. It is a good name. And she, she has a shock of red hair. Yeah. The, the whole... The whole deal. Red, yeah. The whole deal. And so Clay tells Gabe, I can't help you because I have things I can lose. I have a wife. I have a daughter who expect me to provide. Yeah. Um, I can't go with you on this suicide gig. Yeah. And... Uh, Gabriel looks like he's fallen on hard times, and he has. Um, and he's like, "I get it. You have things to like lose now. I appreciate you listen, hearing me out." And uh, the way he and he leaves, he goes, "You're a good man, Clay Cooper," and leaves. And so for Clay, Clay is a really fun character in the sense that he grows. He grows in the story. I, I was telling you about this. Uh, there's a lot of positive masculinity. These yeah. are men who actually will admit that they love each other. They uh, Clay's a very dynamic character. He grows throughout the story. He realizes like past mistakes are wrong. Yeah, he wants to be better. There's all there's a lot of yeah. fun like growth. They're really fun characters. That's you cool. really root for them as a group to like, do well. Yeah, you're like I just hope you guys like figure it out. Yeah, I want I want them to succeed. Yeah, yeah which you is, want them to succeed, which is huge for a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I said, like there's heart and there is and so he. And so he's sitting at the dinner table, and his wife, whose name, so his wife's name is Ginny, uh, Clay's wife is, and his daughter's name is Tally. And so Ginny, Ginny is this ever support, she knows his history, mm-hmm. she knows who he was. And a big thing for Clay is he feels indebted to Ginny because he didn't like who he was when he was adventuring. Mm-hmm. He 
he you find out in his backstory that his father was abusive and his mother was killed by his father's abuse and he talks about that when i was adventuring the monster that was my father lives in me yeah he would just get angry and be violent not towards other people but he knew yeah. that yeah yeah he had it in him yeah and he's like i don't like what that made me feel and she and uh he Ginny essentially told him are you a man or a monster because mm. I love the man, I don't love the monster. And if I get the monster, I'm, I'm not. We're not getting married. Yeah. And he's like, I have to make a decision. And so he quit. He quit. Yeah. He stopped being the monster, yeah. and he became the man. Um, a fun fact about Clay: his nickname is Slowhand. Mm. The reason being is because no matter what happens in every fight, he gets hit first. <laughs> so he's slow to react. Like, yeah. So that's the, the joke: is that he every fight that they're in, he gets hit in the face first. No matter what. No matter what. Bam. He's like, fuck. Every time. And then like that's the running gag but between all of them. Oh, he's, Clay got hit in the face again. That's funny. And uh, so he tells her. And and then he goes and uh, sees. She kind of like. So she supports him. She's like, I get it. You do what you got to do. She's your friend. Mm-hmm. You know. And so he goes and talks to his daughter who they put to bed. And I want to read the excerpt. Because I think this is a very fun it's a very dyna- it shows the, the, the thing of Clay, Clay Cooper so he goes and checks on his daughter uh, so he tells her a story before she goes to bed and he says he let the story trail off when Tally's breathing deepened to indicate he was speaking only to himself now he sat looking at her face tiny mouth her blushing cheeks her small porcelain perfect nose and marveled that Clay Cooper even with Jenny's evident contribution could have produced something so extraordinarily beautiful. He reached out, unable to help himself, and took her hand in his own. Her tiny fingers tightened instinctively on his, and he smiled. Her eyes fluttered open. Daddy? Yes, Angel. Is Rosie going to be okay? His heart froze. His mouth opened and closed as his mind groped for a suitable response. He's like, you were listening earlier? He asked. But of course she'd been. Eavesdropping had become a favorite habit of hers since overhearing him and Ginny whispering one night that they were getting her pony for her birthday. (laughs) His daughter nodded sleepily. She's in trouble, right? Is she going to be okay? I don't know, Clay answered. Yes, he should have said. Of course she is. Well, you could lie to children if it did them good, couldn't you? But Uncle Gabe is going to go save her, Tally mumbled. Her eyes drooped shut and Clay hesitated a moment, hoping she had fallen back asleep. Right, she asks, eyes open again. This time the lie was ready. That's right, honey. Good, she said. But you're not going with him? Uh, No, he said softly. I'm not. But you would come if it was me, right, Daddy? If I was trapped by bad guys far away, you would come and save me? There was an ache in his chest, a seething rot that might have been shame or sorrow or sickening remorse, and was probably all three. He was thinking of Gabriel's broken smile, the words his oldest friend had uttered before walking out. You're a good man, Clay Cooper. If it was you, he said in a voice still fierce for how quietly it spoke, then nothing in the world could stop me. Tally smiled and tightened her tiny grip, you should save Rosie then too, she said. And just like that, he cracked, clamped his teeth shut on a sob that threatened to choke him, closed his eyes, and against the well of tears, too late. Clay had not always been a good man, but he was certainly trying. Fast forward a couple paragraphs. Uh, his daughter knew that he was a good man too. Daddy, she asked, her brow firming, furrowed, why are you crying? He imagined the smile he put on early it looked like something that one that Gabe had been wearing early on the outside step, brittle and broken, and said, "Because he's and sad, because he said I'm going to miss you very much." So I thought that that's was, a great setup. Yeah, yeah, that's a great like intro to Clay. That he is a good person. He yeah. wants to do well. He's like, I can't lose these things, but the fact that they're like, "Hey, 
you have to go do this. Yeah. This is your friend. You got to help. Yeah. Yeah. You got to help him. No, but that's a really good setup. No, it is. Yeah. It, may, it humanizes Clay. And that's, yeah. when, that's when I was like, okay, they have to do this. <laughs> this little girl is waiting for her dad to come back. <laughs> um, so uh, the next day, Clay finds Gabe, throws water on his ass, and says, let's go do this thing. Along the way, you find out that Gabriel had this sword named Bellacor. And Bellacor was the sword of this man who... Is known as a druid. Yeah. So way back in the world, these rabbit people opened the portal from their world to ours. And they began to like enslave everybody. As they do. And they created a kingdom, an empire known as the Dominion. Eventually humanity overthrew it. And uh, the big end of their adventuring for Saga was they killed this leader, uh, they, ki- they killed him, and they took his sword. Now, the sword is unique because that sword is how it opens por- it opened the portal to get to our world. So it opens portals. Yes. That's cool. And he's like, where is it? And he's like, oh, I traded it. And Clay's like, you fucking moron. Why would you do this? He's like, well, I needed money. And so so you have a, what's, the way it works is much like bands. You have a person who books your gigs. Yeah. And their booker was like just, a manager. Like, yeah, yeah, essentially. And his name was Calaric. And Calaric is not a good person. Yeah, we don't like Calaric, and you're gonna really not like him in a little bit. Um, essentially, Calaric, he's like your typical, like a Paul Heyman character. Yeah, big. They call him the Orc because he has these really big underbite. Yeah, but he essentially like. So Gabriel's thing is he liked adventuring. His wife was like, oh, the monsters are people too. Yeah. And so they didn't like the violence. She didn't like the violence. And eventually they separate. And Calaric essentially begins to like, he marries Gabe's wife. And gets her addicted to drugs. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, So he's not a nice man. No. We're not. Well, Gabriel decided to trade this sword of another dimension. Dimension. They can open portals. To this fucking psychopath. And you're like, oh, cool. That's fucking great. Um, and so, yeah. He's like, we're going to have to go get the sword back. Mm-hmm. And so, so at this point, Gabe's just kind of at the bottom, right? He's the rock star that has hit. He's bounced. He's fucking done. Vince Neil out there. Yeah, yeah. Just not not having a good old time. And he's like, yeah. He's like, we got to go get this fucking sword back. Uh, be, oh, uh, the sword was given to him by Bespian, the Archon of the Druin Empire. So the Druins are these rabbit people. They're immortal. Yeah. Except by they're like elves. They're except by violence. They right. can't die. Um, but they also have this ability where they can see like seconds into the future. That's cool. So when they fight you, they know what you're doing, yeah. and so they're like, yeah, they're constantly a pain in the ass to fight. And so right, because they can't. Yeah. Yeah. So they took his sword. This sword is with the psychopath. And so this, as they're doing it, they get robbed by this woman named Lady Jane and the Silk Arrows. Uh, and they're like, hey, give us all your shit. And he's they're like, oh, do we have to? <laughs> and so Clay's signature is a, a shield. He doesn't have a, he's not a weapon guy. He's a shield dude. So his shield is known as Blackheart. And it was taken from this treant, treant, treant? Yeah. 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 So for those of you who know, a treant is like an evil possessed tree. Mm-hmm. That just like, 
Like, okay. An evil stump. Yeah. Yeah, no, it really is. So, like, for, if anybody's watched Shrek 2 when he's talking to... When he goes into the poison apple and there's just two guys that are arm wrestling and the one breaks the other's arm, that's a treat. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, yeah. And so he so he basically... They killed this treat and he turned its bark into his shield. Mm-hmm. And it, like... It's like, he's like, I've been hit by dragons. I've been hit by giants. I've been hit by... And he's like, this shield has just kept me alive through all of it. So that's his, like, thing. thing. Is, is he supposed to be, like, the bass player? He is the bass player, the yes. Bass player? Yes, he is. He is the bass player. Very good. Um, and so, yeah, so they get arrested by Lady Jane. But Lady Jane, like, robs them, but is like, hey, we got to rob you right now. And they're like, come on, don't <laughs> rob us. And the thing, right, it's always like, that. oh, shit, it's, yeah, it's you, you guys. Yeah. Fuck, but we still got to rob you. Yeah. And so they were going to rob Gabe and they're like, all right, empty your pack. What do you have? And Gabe empties out a bunch of rocks. And everybody's like, well, this fucking weirdo has a bunch of rocks. And so Clay's like, what's up with the rocks? And he's like, well, if we get to Cassia and my daughter's dead, this was going to be her grave. <laughs> my God. And the chapter ends and you're like, okay. This is a bad place. <laughs> Gabe is not doing well at all. Like I would have been some rocks. <laughs> and... Uh, so they arrive in the city. This is known as Contas, Con- uh, the free city. And they meet up with Calaric, their old booker. And so he's become the booker for every band, upcoming band yeah. now. And so he is in possession of this sword and he doesn't want to give it up um, because he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. And he's like, Gabe, like, you're a bum. Like, I'm winning over you. Like, I have your wife. She's on crack. Like I got your sword. Yeah, I got your sword. He's like, you'd have to pay me for it. And he's like, I lent it to you. And he's yeah. like, nah, I'm, you know, the typical CD manager yeah. shit. And they're like, okay, well, fuck him then. Uh, they then go to talk to. They find out that their wizard character, their wizard member of their party, yeah. whose name is Arcanius. Oh, Arcandius Moog. He's gonna moog out. He's gonna moog out. Yes, they go to go talk to him, uh, and so Moog's thing is he has been from the time that they've ended. He has been researching what is called the rot, and the rot is this fungal disease that you get when you go into the heart wild. Okay. Once you get it, that's it. You're living on borrowed time essentially, and there is no cure. And Moog's husband uh, passed away from this. His name was Frederick passed away from the rot and so he's essentially dedicated his entire life to figuring out how to stop the rot right and he's just running he's like i have no no ideas but moog is kind of like your merlin like like the disney merlin like oh let me see what's going oh now nah. throwing stuff around right, yeah. like, god this man's house is a mess all this shit and so they go talk to moog and they're like how's it been and he's like oh you know it's been going well and so, so the whole time leading up to this, Clay and uh, Gabe were like, oh, man, it's going to be a hard sell. Because like, the band ended on bad terms. Right. Which I'll explain as we go through the characters. So this part is, this arc is them getting everybody together. And he's like, yeah, you know, we're going to get the band together to go save my daughter. Are you cool with that? And Moog's like, so when do we leave? Because I'm not doing anything here. And so Moog's claim the, claim the fame is he has discovered the cure to erectile dysfunction. Right. So he's just making money off of this, and he's like... He's just rich. He's just rich, but he's also like, this is kind of boring now. Yeah. So he's like, my whole life is dedicated to this, and they're like, oh, okay, this is a, this is a lot easier. And so they uh, insult... They have, they Basically, Caloric is not looking for them, because they've insulted him, and like, fuck you, and like, I think they take some of his shit. Right. And so he's sending men after them, 
And Moog has a mirror that they go through. And this mirror is tied up to the uh, the palace of their country. And uh, the king is their fr- they're another member of their band. His name is Maddie Skulldrummer. The drummer. The drummer, the drummer yeah. Yeah. So his thing is he has these two uh, daggers. I think it's like uh, Gloria and something else. And the story, this is a very male story. Yeah. This the, the His knives are named after the two uh, ladies of the night who took his virginity. That's fantastic. <laughs> so his whole gimmick is he spins his knives. Knives. Yeah, 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 he does the whole thing. Um, and so he is now the king of the country. <laughs> Um, surprisingly though he is a benevolent king he is actually very popular yeah. with the country like he's a good ruler yeah everybody's like fuck like we didn't think this because he was the thief of right. the group and he was the like horny thief he was the, the rogue character yeah. and he's like a benevolent king See? the people love him his life is not very fun no so Maddie got really fat which is you know again yeah. not a bad thing but yeah. he, he, he he got was, old yeah. he got old and fat it caught up to him yeah. and uh Maddie has five kids. None of them are his. <laughs> because his wife enjoys employing very attractive uh, bodyguards. And, uh, and he just takes care of them. No, yeah, no. He yeah. just he raises them like they're his own. <laughs> he's, he's a bro. A, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Again, a lot of positive masculinity yeah. here. He's raising five kids. And literally each one is not really each one is a different parent. Is a different father. That's so funny. She and so his wife's name is Lilith. She is not a nice lady. No. And so when they so when so while they're being chased, like at this lesson sort of Moog throws this the potion and mm-hmm. gives them all erections. And so while they're in there, they find an assassin and they're like, Who the fuck is this guy? And the assassin's like, Who the fuck are these guys that just came through this mirror? So they fight. Yeah. And so they're like, Hey Maddie, like, I know you're king and everything. So they kill the assassin. Yeah. And they're like, Hey Maddie, like, we know you're king. You you're busy, obviously. Mm-hmm. You want to join us? And he's like, get me the fuck out of here. I hate this place. He's like, you know who that was? That was my wife tried to kill me. That was hers. <laughs> the reason being, because none of those children are his. They're all they, fighting for they, the throne. They, well, no, they're, they're just like, so they're all kind of spoiled and yeah. like, but he loves them as his own. But they're not directly his descendants. So in classic, what makes a king? Yeah. <laughs> if he decides to have a child with another woman that child will be heir to the throne and Lilith doesn't like that and she also doesn't like his friends that she they're the classic like oh honey like yeah why don't you like my friends the boys yeah why don't you like the boys and like she's like mean yeah (laughs) to say the least but he's like a benevolent king. He's a good fa- he's a good father to these. He's just like a good dude. So and so he's like, you guys want to have dinner with us? And so fast forward to the most Clay's like, this is the most uncomfortable dinner I've ever been a part of, because <laughs> he's like, none of these kids. So because no one at this point knows, they don't really know what's up with each other. Yeah. So they're catching up, and he Clay's like looking at the kids, and he's like, huh, it's a lot of kids, a lot of kids, and none of them look like him. <laughs> that's strange. Huh. Oh, he looks like that guy. Huh. That's fucking weird. And so Clay's making He's like Oh god He's like I just want to get the fuck out of this place Please I don't like it here And so uh, Maddie is like You gotta get me out of here But first Maddie goes We're gonna assemble The company of kings And they're gonna gather All the monarchs And meet uh, The leader of the Heartwild Horde A a druin named Last Leaf uh, Self-titled Duke of Endland Okay 
He is the Duke of Endland. So th- he he the Duke of Endland is the title that they know him by. They don't know who he is yet. They just know the title. They just know the Duke of Endland, who is leading this Heartwild Horde, and is literally like Minotaurs and orcs and trolls and giants yeah. and dragons and wyverns and any yeah, it's all the monsters. It's all the monsters. Yeah. And so they go, and you discover that some of these guys are also the dads of the kids that he has. And one of them's like, how's it going? Hanging out with my son. And he's like, and everybody's like, Maddie, what the fuck? He's like, I don't have control over this. But and but he's well known. He's well respected as a ruler. So it's like this, like, he's yeah. just a good person too. He's a good dude. But he's like, oh God, I don't know how to get rid of this. And so they talk to him. They, t- they meet the Duke of Endland, and everybody's like, oh, we know who this is. Last Leaf is the son of Vespian, the Archon of the Druid. They killed his dad. Yeah. And they're like, oh, oh shit. So, yeah, so they're all trying to like... Back away, yeah, all like, slow, yeah. Hide behind. It's like, like that Simpsons meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Bart's like, disappearing oh. in the bush, yeah. And then Golden Gabe, Golden Hair, still, and he's like, oh, because he's the one who killed his dad. Yeah. He's like, oh fuck! God. It's like this is all, <laughs> and so other. So you get like the flavor of the other parts of the country. You have like the fishermen. You have like the Polynesian characters. You have the like the Northerners. Yeah. The big Norsemen. Yeah. So, Vespian shows up on this big fucking wyvern. And for those of you who don't know about wyverns, wyverns and dragons are different. Yeah. The reason being, dragons have four feet. Wyverns have two, two. with the other two being their wings. But um. And basically, he shows up on this big fucking, and he's like, "I am the Duke of Endland," and they're like, "Oh, we know who this is." Fuck. Run away. So, so Maddie's like, "Well, I'm, I'll lead." So, do these guys have like the big like bunny ears? Yeah. So they yeah. Have, they they literally like the fa- Final Fantasy characters. Oh, they like just like those. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're like bunny ears, but they have like hair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In between, like uh-huh. like fur, not fur, but like actual hair, hair. like my, like hair, and then the big bunny ears, and then yeah. And so they're like, hey, why are you doing this? <laughs> so his name is Lastleaf. Yeah. Um, and he's like, why are you guys doing this? And he's like, well, think about it. You guys have been just going into the Heartwild and just killing these monsters without abandon. And these monsters are sick of it. And I'm going to use them to kill all of you. And I will have become, the Dominion will rule once again. Um, so... What are we going to do about this? He's like, I'm going to destroy this country, Cassia. Yeah. It doesn't, you're... It does, the question is, do you want to live, un, rule, live under my rule or you want to join them? Right. And and so then, like, the big, like, Norsemen are like, ooh, fuck this bunny bitch. And so then the fucking Wyvern eats, like, three of them. Yeah. And he's like, well, guess we haven't agreed to this. And he's like, I'm going to go destroy Cassian out and gets on the Wyvern and just flies off. Yeah. And fucks off. And they're like, that could have gone better. <laughs> uh, yeah. This better is, outcome. But they were, and so he right before he leaves, he's like, you. And they're like, fuck, he recognized us. Damn it. And he's like, I will have my revenge. The classic get on the dragon. Yeah, and I will have vengeance. I'll get you. Yeah. Because uh, he was like, the sword is my birthright. Mm, Give me guy. my sword. Yeah. And they're like, well, it's a good thing that the evil guy, ha- evil uh, evil, yeah. evil uh, manager has it. And they take off. And Moog's funny because Moog's like in his own little world. So mm-hmm. he goes like, oh, that could have gone better. <laughs> and everybody's like, Moog, we're, <laughs> we're in some trouble. We're, we're, this is deep. Help us. Uh, and so yeah so he's basically gonna destroy Cassia and turn it into this empire of monsters okay 
because it's yeah, because at this point they've kind of wiped out a lot of the races mm-hmm. or the monsters and they're kind of like they're on the back foot and so now their monsters are fighting for their own survival. Yeah. So it's kind of like this interesting, interesting yeah. what do you do when you've hunted the last monster? And they come back, yeah. Yeah. Um and so so they're like, Alright, Matrix, how are you gonna come with us? And she's like, Well, my wife won't let me leave. Cause she doesn't want me to bang some lady and then right, I yeah. have a true heir. He's like, so you're gonna have to fake my death. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Sounds good. And so Moog's like, I have it. So they essentially they give him like the potion of near death. Yeah. Turns him into so they're like, Oh no, he died, he had a heart attack, he was fat. Oh uh, okay, yeah. And they're like, cool, we're just gonna bury him in the crypt. It's gonna be great. Uh, someone's like, we he should have a warrior king's burial. They light him on fire. They're gonna shoot the fuck. They're yeah. gonna do the Norse like shoot the bow. Uh, yeah, and they're like, fuck. Okay, how do we get out of this now? And that's what I think. That's like a classic D and D thing. Like, okay, we, we here's a solution to our problem. Oh, the problem has now changed to subvert right. our. Solution. How do we get out of it? How do yeah. we get out of it again? And so they have Clay do it. Clay's cut, like, hey Clay, you're good at the bow and stuff. And he's like, okay. He's like, all right, well, I'm just gonna. <laughs> just gonna try he, they keep like he misses yeah and so the I don't like this word it makes me uncomfortable the the stud yeah that Lilith is using to bear children he's like I'll do it and they're like oh god fuck this guy he fucking sucks yeah. he's like he's like Austin Theory like this yeah. big handsome just gorgeous man he's like in a loincloth yeah and then like everybody's like mm, I think he's having sex with the queen yeah that makes a that that's a decision. that makes a lot yeah. of sense. He's like, I'll do it, and so he's gonna like, oh, oh. <laughs> and so Clay's like, hey, which one's yours? And it like fucks him up, and he misses, and so his the queen's like, you idiot. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think they're oh no. So then eventually they're like, hey, we should hurry this up. No, they're no, they're like, oh, don't worry. Like even if we don't set him on fire, this is gonna be okay. And they're like, why? They're like, there's a waterfall at the end of this thing. And they're like, excuse me? Who who put this? What? Oh, God. And they're like, fuck. And they're like, oh, he's going over. And he goes over the waterfall, petrified. Yeah. And uh, they're like, fuck. Okay, how long? Do-? So they wait like a couple hours. And they're like, okay, well, we hope he's down there. And they like yeah. meander on down. And they're like, oh, he's. And he's like sitting on his ass. And he's like, that could have gone better. This is really funny. Yeah, that's this is, really that, yeah. That, yeah. That's a really clever, funny. Yeah, we'll get out of get out of jail. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. So they're like, he's like, honestly, being petrified helped me. Like it helped me like hit the rocks, rocks and roll. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, so where to now? He's like, I'm free. I made it. I'm out of here. Uh, guess who they run into this time? <laughs> Lady Jane oh, and the Arrows. They uh they cook them breakfast. And then they rob them. <laughs> oh, very mad. Yeah. Yes. Like, fuck, we keep getting robbed by the... Twi- I think Clay's like, twice? How? How does this happen? Twice? Fuck. Uh, and so, during this whole time... So, Moog has a crystal ball. And Clay and uh, Gabe is like, hey, can I use it? Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. And so, basically, the idea is if he can see where she is, that's how the magic works. Yeah. You cannot see where she is if she's not alive. Okay. So the 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 dice roll is if this thing doesn't show anything, she's dead. Okay. If it does, she's alive. And it is the longest like page and a half of like <laughs> Is it gonna work? Is it gonna work? And sure enough, he she's alive. She's actually leading this besieged group. 
Against the monsters. Against the hordes, yeah. So she's, like, doing all this. And uh, he sees... They show it, and it's, like, it's literally, like, the Battle of Helm's Deep. Like, 20,000 deep. Yeah. Fuck all. And they've killed the army, the standing army of this country already. Right. So they need outside help, essentially, to keep them alive. And Clay's like, or Gabe's like, how are we going to, how do we win this? What do we do? Yeah. How do we beat, like, there's just five of us. And Clay's like, then there's going to be five dudes that fucking show up, and we're going to fucking kill stuff, and we're going to get your daughter. Rock and roll, baby. That's how we're going to do this shit. And so Gabe's like, all right, let's fucking do this. So they go to uh, the town, what is known as Five Court. Mm -hmm. And uh, Gabriel, so Five Court is this gigantic, like, town in the sense it has an arena so what they have done so they have this the bands now have decided to work smarter not harder yeah rather than go into the fucking jungles of goddamn wherever and get hunted by sand pits and fuck all snakes and the devil the devil and they what they do is there's there they have breeders Mm -hmm. who will capture an animal breed it throw it in the arena and you fight it in the arena. Okay. So a lot of the inside jokes was like, oh, bands don't do it. Like how we used, used to. to do we it, used yeah. to do it hardcore. We used to go out into the forest and fucking fight, fight it. Yeah. We'd go into the caves and we would go into the temples <laughs> and we'd fucking kill things. God damn it. Yeah. Now that what they do. So literally, they have groupies. So it's the bands. Yeah. So they have like their tour buses and they roll into town. And they have their groupies who follow along oh, in their wagons. Like, oh, yeah. And they are booked to fight whatever. And they have a series of openers and clo- and the closers, closers, the big band. That you and they fight go- the bigger, bigger exactly. monsters. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, exactly. So for them, that's not considered real adventuring. Right. Because that's the thing. They're not really going out. Yeah. There, but yeah. And so they need the last remaining member of uh, Saga, a man named Ganelon. And Ganelon is that one dude in football that would hit his head against the helmet. And you're like, I'm so glad he's on our side because this man will kill everybody else. Yeah. Um, And so what you find out about Ganelon is that this is the reason why the band broke up. Ganelon had... It's kind of hinted that he had become attracted to this woman who... Was a victim of male toxic masculinity <laughs> by this prince, and Ganelon murdered everybody. Yeah, he is like he killed the key. He killed the prince for doing what he did, and he killed like an entire barracks of men by himself. So. And so they put him in what is known as the oh where is it? They put him in this pit, and the basically what they do is they uh, petrify you. Okay. And they just throw you in this pit. And you just, like, it's almost like like an ISO cube in... Uh, in Dread. You, yeah. just, you just stay there forever. Mm-hmm. That's your That's punishment. your punishment. So for the past 20 years, he's been turned to stone. And so the woman who runs kind of like the black market of it all is this Gorgon named Dinatra. Um, come to find out, she's in cahoots with Last Leaf. Oh, okay. So she has agreed to help him because he will make her, like, a regent of his new empire. And so she's like, okay, well, I'll help Last Leaf. Oh, yeah. And she's like, you want... you?" And so he goes... And so it's cool. So uh, 
Gabriel goes to get this gold that he's been collecting okay. for the past few years, and he gave it to a kobold. So for those of you who've never done fantasy or D&D, kobold are like these little dragon people. Mm-hmm. And in the lore of this, I don't know in D&D, but I know in this lore, they basically, kobolds just like shiny things. Mm-hmm. So they just throw it in their cave and they just like shiny shit. Yeah, just, yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. spend it. They don't use it. They just, they just like it. They just like it. So he's like, better than a bank. You give it to your little kobold friend, he'll take care of it forever. Yep. And uh, sure enough, that he did. And so uh, you also do kind of find out the plight of the monster. So he was like, I had a mate. She got into an argument and bit somebody. And they arrested her and they threw her in the arena for the amusement of uh, the fans. And uh, she's probably dead. <laughs> yeah. So Clay's like, I don't know if these arenas are a good idea. Yeah, this sounds kind of bad. This is kind of bad. And so... Uh, in order to free Ganelon, Saga has to fight in the arena. They have been booked over, like, the screaming death hawks. And they're these dudes who paint their faces like Kiss. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, no, that's not real adventuring. That's not real, yeah. Okay. And so they go in, and so they all kind of have their, like, okay, we're going to do this, boys. Is is Moog the, uh, the keyboard player? He is. Yes, he is. So... Moog is the name of a synthesizer, which is a key. Which oh, really, is it? Really? Yeah, it's a, so so Moog synthesizer is one of the most famous brands of, oh, okay. like, of like keyboards. That's cool. So okay. yeah, yeah. See, I figured you'd enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, I really. Um, and so yeah, so they unpetrified Ganelon, and so basically when he was arrested, they kind of let him. They didn't defend him. Yeah, they didn't go like, hey, he kind of justified sexual violence is a crime. Right. The prince of whatever bumfuck country we're in deserved it right um and so because that's kind of always haunted the group of like hey we didn't go so so also when they unfreeze him they're like he might murder us yeah and ganelon is literally like a force he's like a force of nature he is like designed to kill right he's this like six five bearded dude with tattoos and he has this uh axe he's a guitar player called syrinx s-y-r-i-n-x and so it only lights up when he holds it. It like these runes activate, and it whispers things to him, but no one knows what it's saying. That's fantastic. Yeah. And so they're like, "All right, <laughs> this could be a problem. This could be a problem." But and so they're like, "Okay, now it's time I start. They're waiting for what's going to come out." Yeah. And it's a fucking chimera. <laughs> Those of you who don't know, a chimera is a three-headed monster. It has the tail of a scorpion, the body of a lion. And the head of a ram, a lion, and a dragon. Mm-hmm. I th- or some sort of it, reptile. It's it's three. I don't know if there's like a set. I know a goat and a lion are two of the popular ones. Yeah. So it's a kind of a who's telling the story. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of, so they kind of realize that we're a little old. Right, the the joints are hurting a little bit. They're a little slow to like get going. Gabe yeah. is a fucking mess because his wife's on ex wife's on drugs. Yeah, and the the sword of another fucking dimension is in the hands of a fucking asshole, and everybody's kind of out of sorts. And so like right, and then the wizard really can't one on one people. He's no, he's the back. He's backline. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. He just throws shit at you and like hopes that we fight. It works. And so bench, so Ganon like kills this thing by himself. Okay. And also, this arena is in the middle of a river, and it has chains holding it in place. Well, the Chimera decides to like fly away. Yeah. 
and they end up, and Ganelon's on it and kills it and it knocks off one of the chains and they go down this river while in this arena in this arena I love that while fighting this fucking chimera thing I love that so much meanwhile Lastleaf and the Gorgon lady are watching like a job of the hut like yeah. oh we hear each other well that ends very quickly because the chimera ends up crash landing into where they're sitting kills the Gorgon lady <laughs> Lastleaf disappears uh, because he has to come back again. Well, it's like any good villain. He's got to, like, run away and yeah. disappear. Yeah. I mean, again, he has premonition, so he probably is like, oh, my God, and, like, took off. She gets crushed. They finally, like, kill it. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, well, fuck. We did that. Question about the premonition stuff. Yeah. Do they have to, like, focus in order to do it, or is it, like, just an inherent ability? As an inherent ability. So they just can, like, see, see a little... It. They see, like, a couple seconds into the future. Yeah. And they're like, it's not like a super big problem when you're not fighting them, but Clay's like, well, no, when you fight one, it's a monstrous pain in the ass. Because they, yeah, even though it's just a couple seconds, if they have quick reaction time. Yeah, and oh, yeah, they're they're faster than you. Yeah. (laughs) Because of course they are. Yeah, of course. Well, they're bunnies. But yeah, they're fast bunnies. Um, And so the arena's destroyed, and they're like, well, how do we get the fuck out of this spinning arena that is now careening down the river? And they meet a band uh, called Vanguard. And Vanguard are the they're old adventuring buddies. Uh, and they're interesting because in their group, they have a spider. He's a Spider-Man. That's cool. Like, like he's he's like a humanoid spider, essentially. Yeah. So he has, like, six hands and clickers and all that. And it, it really it broached this interesting thought, and it kind of scared me. So they have a, a member of Vanguard. Her name is, like, Ava, I believe. And... Uh, the the spider's name is like Telerik and he's like hey Ava why don't you ever like get with me and she's like no thank you because you're a spider and he's like I got six hands mm. <laughs> don't like that Mm-mm. it opened a lot like a, like a goddamn like give me I should not be alive and I'm like, sure you could uh, look up some images on how that would no, work when on I'm the internet that, that is the devil that is the devil at work and uh, we're not going to do that because the devil is, would be here with us <laughs> looking at the images <laughs> whispering in your ear going do you like that and you're like no I want to die uh, and so they're like okay we have all our shit we're going to take Calyrex's stuff because fuck him he's an asshole we're just going to get our stuff and then we're going to go back uh, Gabriel beats the shit out of Calyrex because Calyrex's like fuck you you're a bomb your wife's with me on drugs yeah. and Gabriel's like I need to save my daughter yeah Fuck you. Yeah, I'm done with this. I'm yeah. done with this bullshit. So he takes the sword back. Uh, Clay gets this suit called the War Skin. And uh, this sledgehammer. It's an ice sledgehammer called Ray, uh, Wrath. No, Wraith. It's Wraith. called the Sledgehammer Wraith. Uh, Moog gets a food-producing wizard's hat. So he just reaches in and... Ta-da, food! And Matrix has a insect horn so he blows it and bugs come out and like swarm you and that's cool yeah uh they take and so you find it so they're like okay how are we gonna get across the heart wild it's gonna take months and by the time we get there everyone will be dead right we don't have months and so you find out so when the druids arrived and they established this dominion they had created uh flying ships like airships yeah and calyrick has one of course he does. He does. He found it. And I don't like what it's called. It makes me feel icky. It's called the Carnal Court. Ugh. 
Crimes have committed. <laughs> in the Cardinal Court. Oh, a lot of bad things happen on this boat, I imagine. Don't like it. Don't like it. It's like Java's Pleasure Barge. No. no. Uh, they commandeer his ship. And also that, so when they first were being chased in Calyrex's thing before they met Moog, they had knocked open this sarcophagus. Uh, and on it read, Kit the Unkillable. And anytime you read the Unkillable, uh, not great. No, that's not great. Uh, so they go on, and uh, they meet Kit. <laughs> Kit is a revenant. <laughs> He's just this dead guy that got locked in this box. Yeah. And so when they knocked it open, it He's, he's him. free. And uh, he becomes their bard. <laughs> he's like, hey. And he actually knows Moog. He does. <laughs> Moog's like, oh my god, Kit. <laughs> and everybody's like, the son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah, he's like, what? And he's like, oh yeah. He's like, we would run into each other from time to time. Yeah. So Kit... Was a bard in real life, yeah. and uh, he's like, I've just ex- just wandered. So, 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 so he's like a zombie, essentially. Yeah. So he's a zombie that has maintained his intelligence. Okay, but is he like physically? No, kind he's of- just like he's like shriveled like a mummy, but like alive. Yeah. So he just cool. like walks around and he does shit, and he's like, yeah, he's like, I've walked on the bottom of the ocean, I've jumped into like volcanoes. Mm-hmm. I've, like, gone into, like, monster dens and, like... Just seen what there is to see. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I've seen the world. Uh, and so, the the running joke in Saga is that every time they bring a bard with them to cr- collect their stories, they yeah. always die. <laughs> Horribly. That's really funny, because that... Going that this is based off of bands. You ever mm-hmm. heard of Spinal Tap? Yes, the movie. The movie. This is Spinal Tap. It's the same thing. Is they have a joke that every time they have a drummer, mm-hmm. they die in a horrible way. So that's kind oh, of a okay, parallel that's joke. Cool. It's a parallel joke because the thing is, whenever they get a drummer, he th- and they falls have, into falls. They literally have this whole list, and they're reading off how all their drummers <laughs> die. <laughs> that's what they do. Yeah, no. So they, it's a so it's a parallel joke. Yeah. Okay, that's fucking cool. Yeah, because yeah. they're like, who was that one bar that we had that got eaten by like a dragon? Yeah, they have, like, no, it's exactly because they literally have a joke where it's like he he choked on he he, he choked to death on vomit, and then somebody looks at the camera and goes, "It wasn't his own." Oh, <laughs> they, just, what the fuck? Yeah, they don't even keep going. That's, so it's like that's one like cool. exploded, like so. It, yeah, so that's, that's cool. I like cool. that. Okay, I fucking love that. That's fucking cool. Um, also, a really a thing I didn't mention. So Ganelon has not aged because of the petrification. Mm-hmm. So he's like the youngest out of all of them. So he's nice and spry. Yeah, and like, I still got it. What was what was his reaction to coming out? He was okay. So there's a character in the show called The Expanse, and so his name's Amos. Mm-hmm. And his whole thing is he's like, if you can justify why I need to hurt somebody, I'll do it. Yeah, a hundred. And he's like, I get it. I get. Yeah, I get why you would. Uh... And there's actually a really cool character development between him and Clay uh, that we'll touch on mm-hmm. in a little bit. And but yeah, so he's kind of like, I hate you guys, but I get it. And they're like, uh, but they haven't. Like no one's really talked about it. Ganelon's not a talker, right? But Clay's like, we should really address. Like he wants to personally address this because he's like, it's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. You're a friend. Like how could we have abandoned you? Yeah. And again, that's what I like about seeing Clay. Clay is just a good man. Yeah. yeah. Who's really trying to do right in the world. And um. So yeah, so their bard now can never die. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny solve that problem um so Gabriel Moog and Kit go out to d- get supplies the classic let's split up and get stuff mm-hmm. Clay and Ganelon go uh, gather information uh, they enter a bar and they encounter Lady Jane <laughs> and he's like fuck not again if she, he's like if she robs me I swear to god 
I'm gonna fucking lose my mind. And she's like, no, she's like, we've gone legit and we're now a band. And that is when they officially become Lady Jane and the Silk Eras. Um, they meet a bounty hunter whose name is Larkspur. Okay. And she is a character I told you reminds me of Ray Ripley. Yes. So she is what is known as a deva. And devas are these like magical beings that have like wing like leathery wings she has like kind of like horns and so she has the ability of compulsion yeah now one of the reviews i read they're like oh a woman who can just like mystify men and it and it's not like a sexual compulsion it's yeah. just like a, hey we want to follow this person like like a charisma yeah so to speak and uh she was hired by matrix maddie's wife lilith yeah. to bring his ass home and they're like fuck he's like why can't it ever be easy and uh, they fight her, and she's kind of tough. Yeah, she's like you're literally like you're like the the bounty hunter that with the le- like the cowboy hat, hat and yeah. the leather. It's like it's time. Yep, yeah. and they're like, oh fuck, okay. Um, and so they Moog shows up and is like, what's going on? And they're like, help us! <laughs> and again, a bar fight begins, and Clay gets punched in the face. Right. He's like, God damn it <laughs> again! I got another one. And uh, Moog is able to, like, do some voodoo bullshit. Like, oh, look, look away. And they, re- they take off. They're able to get on their skyship. And it's a real uh, uneventful few days. Uh, now, they have Calyrick, like, tied to the mast. Mm-hmm. And Calyrick says a lot of unnice things. Yeah. To everybody. And he decides to pick on Clay. And remember how we said Clay has a monster inside of him that he really needs to work on? Yeah. Well, Calaric really... He gets it out. He gets that monster out and threatens Clay's family. Shouldn't do that. Uh, Clay throws him off the skyboat. Where does he land? We don't know. Because there's several 500 feet in the air. He just yeets him. Just picks him up and goes, you fucked up, and just throws him off this thing. And I think Moog comes out and is like... What happened? <laughs> I was like, he fell off. He's like, oh. He's like, I gotta fucking like him anyway. Goes back. <laughs> Moog's like your wizard who just says weird yeah, shit. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Um. Meanwhile, uh, yeah, so they are then attacked by a Larkspur who has her own ship. Because, of course. Yeah. And so one of the things, so when they met Vanguard, Vanguard had their own ship. And mm-hmm. they were like, hey, give us a ride. And they're like, well, no, because when you fly over the Heartwild, everything tries to kill you. Right. There's like rot hawks, plague hawks. That fly up and try to that, kill you. Yeah, that have the plague and they have like like lightning worms that knock you from the sky. Tis an awful place. <laughs> it's just everything outside these walls is trying to kill, kill you. you. Yeah. And uh, so Larkspur shows up, and they're like, "God fucking damn it! Are you kidding me? She's here, and she's like, I just want the god, the king." And they're like, "No, she's gonna kill him." And they're like, "She's like, I don't fucking care. I'm a bounty hunter." And so she has these like monk dudes that like, yes, master, and yeah, jump on. And so they're murdering these men. These are just dudes, and they're fighting Saga, the fucking kings of the wild, right? And Ganelon's just chopping heads off. Ganelon's yeah. like murdering human beings. Moog's like, oh, Moog is like taking food and like throwing it at them from his hat. <laughs> That's so clever. Dupe. <laughs> ah. And uh, Larkspur makes a power play, grabs Mat- uh, Maddie, 
and jumps off because she can fly. Right. Gets hit by fucking lightning. <laughs> Both of them get and so she just into the heart wild and they're like, fuck, okay, we have to land the plane now. Yeah. So they're like, he's dead. He has to have died. Right. Yeah. The odds of him living. Um. And so they go looking for him and Clay decides to have a conversation with Ganelon about uh, what happened between them. And he's like, hey, I, I'm so, I want to apologize for leaving you. You're our friend. We shouldn't have ever left you. And he's like, no, I get what I did was bad and I shouldn't have done it. But like, yeah, he was a bad guy. Yeah. But also he was like, he's like, I had a lot of time to think. And he's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, I was conscious while I was frozen. Yeah. So he's like, I just thought for 19 years. And Clay's like, oh, God. Oh, God. Like, to be lost in your own thoughts, thoughts for 19 years. Yeah. And he's like, are you good? And he's like, no. And he's like, honestly, he's like, the biggest thing that bothered me was, he was like, what kind of monster must I have been for Clay Cooper to give up on me? And, Clay, uh, and Clay's like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's awful. He's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Giving him a hug. Again, he's like, no, don't touch me. <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm going to be a better friend. Yeah. And, um. They find Matrix, and he is being uh, treated by a, a witch doctor troll named Taino. <laughs> so, and uh, Larkspur. Larkspur is there. Yeah. And uh, she is now calling herself Sabatha, and has broken one of her wings. So she hit her head real hard. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, so you, what do you remember? And she's like, my name is Sabatha. And they're like, you don't remember anything else about your better about the you. mission? She's like, no. What are you talking about? He's like, okay, no reason. You want to join us? And she's like, sure. I'm like, it's a good idea, bro. Trust me. <laughs> they are uh, while they're in the heart wild. Yeah. So uh, poor Taino gets his arm cut off by Ganelon because they see a giant troll. Yeah. Like, oh god. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know about trolls in common fairy tale lore, they can regenerate. Yeah, they grow back. Uh, in Dungeons and Dragons, they regenerate health as you fight them. Unless you attack them with fire, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, no, we're good. And boom, grows his arm back out. Um, and so what he decides... And so what Taino does is he is giving them all this this herb called mudweed. And... Um, He's like, okay, and so he's giving them this medicine, and they all kind of feel a lot better. They're like, oh, this is like, it's like there's that herbal cure-all. Yeah. They end up getting attacked by cannibals, um, and they send their champion to kill them. Right. And basically, he's like, if our champion beats your champion, we get to eat you. <laughs> and Easy. Like, and they're like, okay. Uh, so Ganelon is their champion, mm-hmm. and he crushes their the cannibal with a tree, <laughs> as you do. As you do. And the tribe's like, hey, you win our bad. Sorry. They uh, ask uh, Taino to help them because their their queen is dying. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has the rot. Mm. And so they go and they discover these... They have... So there's this thing called an Etten. And I don't know if Etten's pop up in... E-T-T-I-N. Yes. They have these two-headed, like, cyclopses. Yes. Okay. Um, you find out that this cannibal tribe has an Etten named Dane and Gregor. And <laughs> this is where it gets kind of sad. So, yeah. uh, you discover that, I forget which one's, one of them is blind. Yeah. And so his brother, his other head, describes the world to him magically. 
Oh. Like in this beautiful, like, oh my god, you should see the colors. Yeah. Oh, they have, and so they're they're actually like trapped. They're yeah. enslaved, so they have collars on. And so he's like, "Well, what is it? What was around our necks?" And he's like, "It's these lovely necklaces that they've given us because they're welcoming us as like guests." To, and he's like, "Oh, if you could see everything around, it's so beautiful and magical." And Clay's like, "Oh my god!" Oh, he's like describing the world as a better place for his brother who's blind, really? which is simultaneously really sweet and kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. But and he does it with such a, like a fervor mm-hmm. in the books that you're like, oh god, that's like he's really upselling so, like, with their situation, yeah. And um, so Taino gives this mudweed to their queen, who is this abnormally, disgustingly very large. Luke gasped as though he'd been holding his breath. He closed his eyes and exhaled a long, shuddering sigh. The wizard sat for a while with his boot in his lap. His expression, bathed in the orange glow of smoldering embers, was torn between relief, disbelief, and utter misery. All those years, he moaned eventually. So much wasted effort. So many dead ends. He's like, but I knew. I knew there had to be a way. And now there is. A cure for the rot. He said with a mystified chuckle. No more waiting for death. No more watching it happen. Now we can save them. He laughed again, but there was a bitter edge to the sound. He grinned, but the grin was a broken thing, and breaking still until Moog, with only baring his teeth below eyes that brimmed over it with tears. I could have saved him, he whimpered, then brought his slender hands to his face and began sobbing. Clay had no doubt who he was. Although Frederick had been gone for 19 years, his death was a wound that the wizard had cauterized but never really ever allowed to heal. They stood in silence as the wizard wept, unburdening himself of years and years of unexpressed grief. Only the chief didn't seem different. (laughs) Noisily sucking meat from her chicken leg. (laughs) He's like, and so it goes, thought Clay. Life was funny and fickle and often cruel. Sometimes the unworthy went on living, while those who deserved better were lost. Or not lost, he considered, since they lingered on in the hearts of those who loved them. Who loved them still, their memory nurtured like a sprig of green in an otherwise desolate soul. Which he supposed a kind of immortality after all. That was really good. That was very... I'm like, oh, dude, good. you got what you wanted to care. the buddy. whole time. Uh, yeah, see, like I said, I mean, like, little moments like that. that. Where like, oh, you really want these guys. Yeah, you know, you're really pulling for them. Yeah. yeah. And I remember, the, I remember the, I'll be reading that. I'm like, why am I emotional about this? Like, the, for him to, like, no, because that was the big thing. He's like, I just want to know that there's a cure out there. Mm-hmm. Even if I failed, it didn't matter. No, at I least just, I was chasing something that existed. Exactly, yes. Um, and they uh, take, <laughs> so after this, and Clay thinking about that, be- the beauty of humanity, mm-hmm. he goes, we're taking Dane and Gregor with us. Um, as they trek back to the skyship, uh, Larkspur's monk thralls show up, and they blow up their ship. Yeah. So they're like, "We're fu-. so Gabriel like is like, we're done. Yeah. But how do we get? How do we get out of this? We can't get there in time." And so now the party's kind of like, "Ooh, what do we do? What do we do now?" And Sabatha ends up kind of becoming the character who quite who you you discover the journey of Saga through her. Yeah. In her uh, am, am, amnesiatic. State. Yeah. And uh, so she's kind of like, what's going on? What's happening? And, and so you lo- discover a little bit about her past. Um, so Deva are not conceived biologically. They are uh, 
Jesus babies. They just gotta show up. They just, yeah, one day you're just pregnant. She's like, my dad tried to kill me. Because my mom was like, I didn't have sex with anybody else. Yeah. And obviously wasn't a very trusting man. Yeah, obviously. Uh, so you basically find out that everyone hated her. They did horrible things to her in this village. And she's like, and I got my revenge. And I killed all of them. And the women and children the too. Padme. And you're kind of like, I get it. Yeah. Because she's like just this like hardened, angry person. And yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. That makes sense. When the yeah. world is like that. When the world is cruel. Yeah. So now that they're stuck on foot, um, they end up in this fort, and they meet another druid uh, named Shadow. Why? Shadow the Hedgehog. He is a wandering trader, and so in the lore of this world, there is what is known as the autumn. Uh, there is the summer sun. Is there is the queen, the winter queen, the spring maiden. The Autumn Sun and the, the Summer King. Mm-hmm. And this explains the story of the seasons. Yeah. So the Summer King uh, sacrificed their daughter, mm-hmm. leading to the wife to grieve and become the Winter Queen. Okay. And That's to... a really cool concept. Well, it's real. <laughs> and Vespian was the Summer King. Last Leaf is the Autumn Sun who is meant to be killed by his father, leading to winter. The the Winter Queen is the as Last Leaf's mother, and the Spring Maiden was his sister. Okay. Yes. So this is like the big reveals. Everything is true. Like when Han's like, everything was real. Yeah. All of it, the All force. And they're like, oh, fuck. So Vespian was the ruler of the Dominion. The Druin's mighty empire. And after his wife, Astra, died giving birth to, the, to a daughter, Vespian went mad with grief and made a sword known as Tamarat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tamarat, uh, which upon killing a Druin, would resurrect his wife. Okay. Vespian sacrificed his daughter, the Spring Maiden, mm-hmm. and Astra killed herself from grief, becoming the Winter Queen. Um, and so Vespian sacrificed a lot of people to bring back his wife and she kept killing herself no matter what he would do yep no matter what he would do Uh, eventually Astra gave birth to us okay another thing about Druins that the Druin women are only allowed to have one child that's it you get one oh it's China (laughs) you get one and you better like that kid well they murdered one but she was able to conceive another because in great magic um actuallys they can, the world of their magic counted her dying and coming back to life as another life. Okay. So in theory, she could continuously die, come back, get pregnant, yeah, die, come back, get pregnant. And then she gave birth to a son named Vale, who stole Tamarat from his father to break his mother's cycle of horrible rebirth. Vale was, became known as Last Leaf and is the been building this mm-hmm. force to essentially... Take back the sword of his fathers and do all this shit. And yeah. Get revenge on the world that is so cruel to him. At the last minute, Moog realizes that Shadow is aligned with Last Leaf. And Shadow states that he wants Velikor, the sword that Vespian gifted the game for Last Leaf. Uh, he is able to cast... He's like an illusion mage. So he's mm-hmm. able to like, haha, like, there's multiples of me. Figure yeah. out which one's me. Um... And so he has uh, this scythe, this really fucking cool like bone scythe yeah. called, called Umber. And uh, so they're all fighting it. And so Larkspur or Sabatha 
is a competent fighter in her own right. So she's not just like, a, oh, I'm a woman who's a part yeah. of this. She's like throwing in with the guys. Yeah. Well, she is able to stop Shadow and decapitates him with her own with his own scythe. That's cool. And they're like, we needed him to find the things. whole time. Yeah. And she just <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like, fuck, okay. And so they're like, basically, Last Leaf can't die again. If Last Leaf gets killed, she could come back. Like we, it could create all these problems. That's oh, the, the the queen. Yeah, so that because last. Oh, because he's tied. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and remember, Druin has to be killed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. they're like, no, we don't want. You know, we, we want that to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the the band continues trekking because they don't have a, and so they have a d- decision to make. Much like in Lord of the Rings, when they're like, we can go over the mountains, and they're mm-hmm. like, no, the trolls don't do that. And, like, the, all the things are, like... Like, this was, like, the frozen trail. Yeah. The undead wastes. And they're like, well, what do you guys want to go? And they're like, oh, none of these. <laughs> and so and the fastest way is over the mountain. And so Gabriel's like, this is the fastest way. This is what we have to do. And everybody's like, mm, it's not that safe. There's all these monsters. I don't know. We should go this way. But he's like, but it'll take longer. Yeah. And Gabe has a conversation with Clay. And he's like, Clay... I'm the front man, but you're the leader. He's like, I'm not the leader. He's like, no, the only reason we all got together is because of you. Right. You are the heart and soul of us. You are the best of us. You, he's like, I can tell them whatever the fuck I want, but you are the one who makes them believe in the saga and being kings of the wild. And he's like, we're going to go over the pass. Okay. Uh, while they're up there, a little funny backstory. So Moog believes that owl bears are real, and it's like amongst wizards. Yeah, it's like a heated or or owl bears real. real. And we discover that owl bears are real. And they he's like, owlbear? I knew it. And it attacks them, and they kill it. <laughs> Moog was like, we didn't have to kill it. And Ganelon's like, what were we gonna do otherwise? Right. And then you discover that it left two cubs, and Moog adopts them. So they're walking so around with, yeah, with these little Albert cubs with them. And uh, they end up going in a cave. And they shelter, so they shelter. And you find that, so Ganelon and Sabatha begin to kind of hit it off. Yeah. Um, oh, the mountain path that they're taking is called the Cold Road. Great name. And so they're in this cave, and they're playing chess, essentially. And... They both are of a similar breed. Yeah. Violence is their language. Violence is the answer. Yeah. Violence is their language and they love to speak it. Um, and them playing chess, they start to kind of like play each other over and over and over and over again. Um, meanwhile, they're like, hey, kid, you're dead, right? And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, how are you a revenant? How does that work? And so he reveals that he was a bard in mm-hmm. a past life and he worked for the king of Castia. And uh, he was uh, engaging in visits with the queen, the king's wife, and he would sneak out of this uh, of a secret passageway and take him into the gardens. And he <laughs> he saw this bird. He's like, I saw this bird. That was a peacock. Went to go pet it. It bit me. I hit it with my like music. It's like this weird like. Like accordion lute, yeah, 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 lute accord thing. Mm-hmm. He's like, I kill it. It was a phoenix. Oh no! It bit me, <laughs> and so like, after I killed it, 
it rebirthed and it rebirthed in like a shockwave of fire yeah. it set the garden on fire I had to go back through the secret passageway where I go to bang his wife and explain what happened mm-hmm. and uh, he killed me <laughs> come here Cut my throat. <laughs> but he was bit by the phoenix, so... He is immortal. <laughs> He's like, son of a bitch. And so they're like, what's it like being immortal? And he's like, well, the hardest part is a lot of people... You watch a lot of people die. Yeah. But he's like, I, he's like, yeah, he's like, I've climbed in the volcanoes. I have been at the bottom of the ocean. I have seen empires rise and fall. Like, he's like, I've seen it all. I can walk through the heart wild and not get rot. Yeah. I... It doesn't matter what happens to me. Yeah, yeah I, I have, I'm literally like the historian of the world that's at this cool. point. Um, and they're like, "Fuck, that's crazy." And then they all get ready for bed, and you find out Ganelon and Lark Sp- or Sabatha are exploring each other. So, so to speak. how uh, how hard does this book go in the? Uh... Uh, it's well, it's pretty tame. That's good. Uh, Clay's like, I just hear them say like again, and you're like, oh, cool. Because so the the joke is that they were saying again while they were playing each other. Yeah, chess. and then they were saying, oh, and now they're like, playing each other again. Yes. Uh, so while they are crossing the last stretch of the cold road, they are attacked by rasks, otherwise known as yetis. Mm. Uh, and sadly, Gregor and Dane are killed. No, they do. And uh, so Dane is still alive. Dane is the blind one. Yeah. And so Gregor's dead. Yeah. And so they've fallen down this ravine, and Gregor's dead. And he's like, oh, he's like, my brother's just sleeping. Yeah. Because he's blind. And you're like, yeah. oh. But he's dying. And so yeah. So Clay's like, I'll stay with him. And so he stays with him as he... Yeah. He's like, I'll see my brother again soon. Yeah. And he's like, and you're like, Yeah, and you're like, oh. Aww. Oh, fuck. Um, while, what causes Clay to fall down this ravine with them, uh, Sabatha was lying the whole time. <sighs> she was like, surprise! The heel turn! I was Larkspur the whole time. Oh. And Clay's like, wait, what? She was faking it. She was faking the amnesia and the broken wing. And then Clay's hand gets cut off. No! And he gets hit down the ravine. And then he sees Gregor die. And he's like, how does this keep happening to us? Um, she Yoko Ono the no. man. <laughs> Mama got what she wanted. I banged him, and I will take Maddie. Um, they're able to find Matt Maddie, and he's like, "What the f-? like?" She wasn't able to like fly off of him with yeah. him because she can't just carry him, right? Because he's big, but also she she didn't have a boat yeah. to like take him, and so he's like, "I found you." And he's like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, like... Everything, everything we have tried has failed. Yeah. What are we still doing here? And, uh... She, uh, Clay fights Larkspur, and she begins to kind of beat his ass mm-hmm. a little bit. The thing, though, is that as long as he is wearing war skin, he can't... It does He's like, I still feel getting hit, but it doesn't kill me. It's kind of like the berserk armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, I feel everything. Mm-hmm. Everything hurts. And at this point in the story, all of them are like, fuck. Like, Clay's like, my shoulder hurts. Yeah. Like, my hip hurts. Like, my, my knee's killing me, man. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We're gonna, we can do this touring thing. Um, Maddie goes, you know what? There are things worth fighting for. And he jumps in to help. And the thing about Maddie... So, Ganelon is a weapon. Mm-hmm. He will scythe you and... Maddie is a he's like Matrick is a murderer. Yeah. He just like yeah. shakes you like a goddamn American meme movie and throws you over the ledge. 
And he's like, yeah, he's just shanking people left and right and like right. cutting them in the groin and all this crazy shit. Uh, as they're like, how do we stop Larkspur? Uh, she takes like a bolt to the chest. Vanguard has arrived on their boat and yeah. they're like, hey, and they've like shot her with a fucking cannon thing and she's like on the ground. Mm-hmm. And they're like, quick, get, <laughs> get away! Get on the boat, hurry, hurry. <laughs> She kind of reminds me of fucking Dennis from the Spongebob movie. Oh, like, yeah. It's me, Dennis. Yeah, like Dennis and Rare Ripley. Yeah. Together. I love that. Basically. Dennis. And, uh... Uh, so the spider guy is able to regrow Clay's hand. Mm. And they put that bitch back on. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Maddie's like, I'm gonna stop drinking. <laughs> I need to be a little more limber a little for the life I'm living. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so they reunite with Vanguard, and they're kind of talking about how do we do this. And so he has like eyes that he's lost. So he has like eye patches. That's I love the idea. Eye. Yeah, I love the idea. I'm I'm also horrified because I hate spiders. So oh yes, I keep forgetting. Yeah, I forget the idea of a spider that big is very <laughs> uncomfortable with like yeah functioning hand. But he's so he's their medic. Yeah, and so they're able to regrow uh, Clay's hand, like I mentioned before, with a, with uh, some like starfish. Okay. Yeah, oh, there's, okay. there's like a little yeah, there's some okay. like science base in here. Yeah, okay. Um <laughs> quite a few herbs, a bit of troll, a dash of starfish, and some people. People? People. <laughs> <laughs> and a pinch of orc to help the bones grow fast. Kind of like cool. Yeah, like, I like that, yeah. a science base. There was some the- sort of yeah, mm-hmm. thought. And, uh, so Vanguard's bard, his name is Edwick, and he's, okay. like, the old, like, roadie dude with, like, the long white hair and a ponytail. Yeah. Like, the sunglasses on, with, like, the leather. Hey, leather. brother. Yeah. yeah. That guy, that, that's their dude. He's the road crew. <laughs> yep. He, he's their, uh, amp guy. And so they reunite. They bring everybody together. And so they need this, uh, key to a portal. And so what you discover is, is that the druids had multiple portals that existed that would allow them to kind of come wherever they wanted yeah. to connect the world, essentially. And they're like, Last Leaf can't get this. Because if he does, he's just going to teleport his army right, right, everywhere. Right. One of the portals is where you know, the dragon... Remember I said that they had killed the dragon? Yeah. The dragon's still alive. <laughs> and guess where the portal is? It's, it's by the dragon. <laughs> what a great callback, honestly. It really is. Yeah. yeah. And so they they have to go get this keystone. And since Maddie was the rogue, he's got to go get it. Sneak in. <laughs> and they send him into this, like, temple. And uh, so the, the whole joke is that they hope that the dragon does... There was, they call it, like, gold drunk, mm-hmm. where they have so much gold that yep. they don't notice things that have been stolen, but also, like, the gold that kills them because yes. it, like, crushes them because they just accumulated so much greed. Uh <laughs> And so it's the whole thing of like, where is he? And he's like, start the ship, <laughs> get the ship going. And then you hear like the dragon behind them. And yeah. he's like, go, 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 go. And they're trying to jump on. And uh, they open a, uh, uh, Moog uses a portal and uh, sends him to the bottom of the ocean. As you do. As you do by accident. As you do in D&D. Um, and so, but now they have this keystone, so they can open portals. Yeah. And so now they're able to get closer to where uh, Cassia is. Yeah. And actually, what you discover is there is a warfare, and the warfare is like a wedding. What are those? Those wedding uh, cons. 
You know what I'm talking about? Uh, like when people go to weddings and as everyone's like offering their services, like, hey, come. Do oh, I know, I know what you're talking the, about. Oh, like wedding cons. Yeah, it's. Mm, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Bridal expos. Bridal expos, yes. Yes. So basically, it's a bridal expo for bands. And so you go, hey, you know, where are the screaming dicks or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> we do our thing, you know, and you like sell yourself to like right. promoters and uh, stuff like that. Yeah. And so they, the one, the guy Barrett makes a comment of like, there's over like twenty thousand people there. Yeah. And they're like, that number could work. That could be it. That could be our answer. That could be enough. Yeah. Enough people. Dudes. So they're like, let's open a portal. Yeah. Let's get all the goods. So they open the portal. Uh, the biggest is called the warfare. Yeah. The biggest gathering. The warfare. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, the biggest gathering of mercenaries. And so Gabe goes in and he. Hits them with a uh, with a golden Gabe speech that I'll read in this right now, and so they all like get off and they're all, like reconnecting with a lot of people. Yeah. So one person, I listen. Clint Cooper will slap my ass and call me sister, <laughs> <laughs> and it's Lady Jane and Sarahs. <laughs> they're back. <laughs> they're like motherfucker. What are we doing here? I love them. Oh, they're fucking great. <laughs> and so she's uh, yeah so there's silk arrows and she's like we have a whole she's like I, we have a whole quiver now uh, and so he, they're all beat to shit yeah and she's like what happened to your face Clay I was born this way <laughs> your mama kept an axe in her room eh I was thinking of trying that myself to keep the boys out <laughs> ah <laughs> um, so yeah so basically they're kind of walking around and like hey you want to help us yeah. take back the darkness? All that stuff. Yeah. All right. Let me see. And Gabe gives his speech. He yells, Warriors, hear me. My name is Golden Gabe. You know me or you know of me from some poem or song or story. You might have heard I slew the Crypt Queen Nazalyn in single combat or that I was first over the wall at Castadar. Uh, he winked at Barrett. Those things are true. Maybe your father told you he fought beside me once. Or perhaps your mother said she met me in a tavern 20 years ago. Well, if you've got blue eyes and the wits of an ox, that might be true as well. <laughs> I'm in a band, and you have heard of them too. Matrix Skull Drummer, Arcandius Moog, Slowhands Clay Cooper, and Ganelon. He was dragging it out, Clay realized. Playing for time, as if on cue, a wyvern comes crashing through the portal, a tumble of burnished red scales, thrashing wings, screaming like a sickened eagle. The crowd scrambled back a few steps as the creature slid to a stop. Ganelon was with it, clinging tightly to its long, sinuous neck. The muscles in his arms bulged as he gave it a wrenching twist. There was a loud crack, and the beast went still. Something like 60,000 people stood in rapt silence as Ganelon got to his feet rolled his neck against either soldier, and stalked back towards the threshold. Uh, you need help? Barrett asked as the southerner passed him by. Ganelon dragged the axe off of his back. Runes pulsed across the black steel, steady as a heartbeat. Nah, we're good. <laughs> Gabe went on. Some of you, hell, most of you are too young to remember why we're famous. So let me give you a few recent examples. We rescued the king of Agria, Maddie, from his wife's hired assassin, we burned down the riot house to the ground, this bar. We brought down a chimera and took the Maxathon, the arena, for a spin. 
We crossed the heart wild, though it wasn't easy. We walked the cold road and paid its toll. We found a druin keystone and opened the threshold behind me. And oh yeah, we killed a dragon. Akatung, the dragon is dead. But I didn't come here to brag. <laughs> Could have fooled me, shouted Red Bob. <laughs> Who looked mighty pleased with himself until someone else yelled, Fuck off, Bob. <laughs> In fact, let me start over. My name is Gabriel and I need your help. That there is Castia. Points to the threshold. Some 30,000 men and women are trapped within its walls. Once they hoped for salvation and now they pray for death. One of them is my daughter Rose. But that darkness, the shadow you see between us and them, is the Heartwild Horde. Every nightmare you've ever heard, uh, had, every monster you feared to find beneath your bed is right there. And it brought a thousand friends. They've already crushed one army, and sooner or later, Castia will fall to them as well. As well, The horde is hungry. It is cruel. Those inside will wish they had died on the battlefield before the end. Why did you come here to Kaladar? Was it to show off the paint on your face, your latest tattoo, the color of your hair, or was there something more? Did you come to find a band or a booker? Did you want to make a name for yourself? Was it glory you were looking for? Because you, do, you don't find glory at a fair. It isn't something that just lands in your lap. You need to go after it and take it for yourself. You need to risk everything for it. But glory is a hard currency to earn nowadays. It isn't just wandering in the forest or looking in the cave. You have to breed it, keep it in a cage, and parcel it out so everybody gets their share. I've heard it said, and so have you, that all the great bands have come and gone. People think the world has already been saved, that we don't need mercenaries anymore, and that they say that heroes are a dying breed. That got them going. There was jeering, lots of, it's true, or fuck that noise. <laughs> so what can you do, Gabe asked them. You tour from city to city, fighting whatever sorry thing the local wrangler can drudge up. You dress up and dance while some beer-swilling asshole, asshole hopes a goblin gets lucky and slits your throat so he can see some blood. Who will remember you? What have you done? Tell me, does this world look safe to you? Some, uh, some people yell, no! <laughs> Castia needs fighters. It needs great and glorious bands. Castia needs heroes. Are there any heroes here? <laughs> yes, Bello 10,000, 20. I said, are there any fucking heroes here? <laughs> yes, Bello 30,040. This day, this moment is when you step out from the shadow of the past. Today, you make your name. Today, your legend is born. Come tomorrow, every tale the bards tell will belong to you because today is the day that we save the world. This is not a choice between life and death, but life and immortality. Remain here and die in obscurity, or follow me now and live forever. And all those fuckers run through this <laughs> goddamn portal. <laughs> that's fantastic. That is. That's, that's a, really that's good. That's a rallying speech right there. Yeah. Um, and at this point, it turns into, like, everybody hit, is hitting something. Right. Just everyone's running just through. Yeah, just... And then so he's, like, narrating it. And he's like, I'm hitting a dude... A dude's getting hit by, like, a dragon. Yeah. A troll just punched a dude in the face. 
a woman's like stab the werewolf. Yeah, there's it's fucking going yeah, on. Yeah. It's fucking chaos. But it's told in a way where you're like, I can follow oh, along what's, what's going happening. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gabriel fucking finds his fucking balls. This is it. This is Golden Gabe. Yeah. And fights Last Leaf. As they're fighting and every, it's getting a little dicey. Larkspur appears. Yeah. She is had a change of heart. Another heel yeah. turn. Oh, this is a face turn. This is the face turn. This is the face turn. Has a face turn. She runs up to Ganelon, and Ganelon's just about fucking time, yeah. and they, like, kiss, and everyone's like, please stop. We have to go <laughs> kill things. And they go and kill things. Gabriel defeats Last Leaf, who takes off, and the mercenaries are able to defeat the Horde. And there's one person, I forget what her name is, but she, he, Clay's like, I've watched this woman die three times. And she comes back. Back again and again. Yeah, she's like has been like scored by a bull, has been like shot by an arrow, and she's like, there she is again! Yeah. And she's still just fucking killing shit. Uh, Gabriel reunites with Rose because they break the, the siege. Mm-hmm. The survivors come out. Uh, and Clay discovers that Last Leaf has stabbed himself with Tamarat the sword, resurrecting the Winter Queen. And that is where our tale will end. He has, and it ends with Gay, uh, Clay going, oh, Last Leaf, what have you done? <laughs> now, uh, Maddie becomes the new Emperor of Castia. And all of his illegitimate children choose to live with him. <laughs> <laughs> Moog uh, makes the cure available for free! For free! For everybody! He has a public... Oh, what is it when you... Uh, Publicized. Yeah, yeah, he's made uh, it free to the people. Yeah, public domain. Ganelon goes back to the quarry. The quarry is where Ganelon was imprisoned. Yeah. And waits for Larkspur, of whom he has a child with, unknowingly. And Clay heads back to Cloverdale, uh, Coverdale, his home, and reunites with Ginny and Tally. On the way there, though, he discovers. He discovers that... Uh, so there was a centaur that was bothering yeah. people. And centaurs like to eat humans in this yeah. world. And uh, his daughter killed it. <laughs> <laughs> so they like the little pimply kid's like, Hey, how's it going? And he's like, No, I've had a, that time. Yeah. And he's like, Did you hear about your daughter and the centaur? And he's like, Oh, God. He's like, What happened? Yeah. He's like, Well, I was chasing this little boy and uh, she tripped it. And it fell and broke its neck. Yeah. And she's like, and now she has an admirer. And he's like, hasn't left her side since. And so he gets home and his wife's like, you heard about the centaur thing? He's like, yup. Yep. She's like, well, she's not becoming one of you. <laughs> and he's like, I've retired from this life, honey. And uh, his dream is to turn their home into an inn. They build more. And he lives He lives out his life sitting in the tavern, mm-hmm. telling a tale or two of the great saga and how they saved the world. That's rad. That is rad. What, what, yeah, what a fun book. Right? It's just stupid yeah, adventure. What a, what, yeah, yeah, what a fun, like, what a fun <laughs> story. Very, very fun. I loved every second of that. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I had fun talking about it. I enjoyed it. Um, just a little kind of like mopping up some things, because there's some details I just want to talk about. So, in the lore of the whole, that the king, the uh, summer king and the autumn sun. So, the autumn sun becomes known as the heathen. Mm-hmm. So that's Last Leaf. Last Leaf is known as the heathen. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uh, uses... They didn't really go into detail uh, when I wrote my notes, but he has three different swords that he uses. Cause, and so so basically his dad, Vespian, was a master forgeman. So he's created these swords that do these crazy things. 
so scorn uh, a sword seemingly made of volcanic rock and magma is capable of summoning lava pools that's cool because of course of course uh madrigal a sword so sharp it constantly cuts the air itself and it has it so when it, you swing it it has a ringing sound yeah and Tamarack, the sword forged by Vespian to resurrect Astra with a blade made out of nothingness. Uh, and so there was a second book in this series called The Bloody Rose, mm-hmm. and uh, The Bloody Rose talks about the, the consequences of Last Leaf killing himself to summon his mother. And have you read that one? I have read that one. This is good. It is as fun. Uh, yeah. Bloody uh, Rose has kind of the air of like a Joan Jett. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Like a Joan Jett, Ronda Rousey. Because it's about the daughter, right? Yes. yes. The Bloody Rose. Yes. So in her band, which is known as Fable, that's which cool. is another great fucking yeah. name. And uh, but this the second book, The Bloody Rose, is told from the perspective of their bard. Okay. So it's kind of like a Spinal Tap. Yeah, that's told, cool. Told from a touring group and like how they do it. And there's two or three books. There are three books. There is a uh, last one is called The Outlaw Kingdom. And that one is supposed to be coming out in the next year or so. So you're pretty stoked for that one. I am very stoked. Uh, I enjoyed so much. It just sums up. It just like it makes what what fantasies like D. What when people go, why is Dungeons and Dragons fun? This yeah. This the like randomness and so one of the things too people was like, oh, he always gets like saved. There's some bullshit happens yeah. that saves them. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's fun. It happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter was saved by love. Oh fucking Kate. okay. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Just let just let's have a fun adventure tale. Yeah, it's just these dudes who are former kings of the wild, and they're out there just yeah. living the glory Wait, days. There are enough dark. You can get your dark, depressing bullshit any anywhere, literally mm-hmm. anywhere. And it's it's just fun. It's yeah. it's like. Uh, it's what makes when people like I said what Dungeons and Dragons is this is it at it's purest form yeah you're with your friends crazy shit's happening and you figure out how to stop a horde it's you and the boys yeah, and yeah. stopping this monstrous yeah thing. saving the kingdom becoming heroes and yeah and everyone lives everyone has a good yeah and so yes so just to recap if you guys are like it's like a band Gabriel is likened to the lead singer of the band uh, known as Golden Gabe um uh, his wife is. I'm sorry. So it's been 20 years since they last were together. Yeah. Um, also, so yeah. So Valerie is his ex-wife, and she's just kind of like, "Would you save my daughter?" That's yeah. their last interaction. Um, you have Clay, known as Slowhand Cooper. Uh, he uh, <laughs> Nicholas Eames st- has stated that Clay is based on that guy on bass whose name is never remembered, but without him, the song just doesn't feel right. Yep. Yeah, he's the bass. Arcandius Moog is uh, comparable to the keyboardist of the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Maddie Skull Drummer. Oh, his knives are Roxy and Grace. That's cool. Two daggers who he named after the women he lost his virginity to. He is their drummer. And Ganelon, with his axe, is the guitar, is the guitar player. Is the guitar player. And... Uh, yeah, in the epilogue, she has uh, Larkspur has a child, and that's kind of the end of their story. I don't really, I haven't read Bloody Rose in a while, so I don't know if they touch on like, hey, Ganelon has a kid. Yeah. So I want to reread it again and talk and figure out what that is about. And yeah, so that's the tale of the fucking Kings of the Wild, baby. Rock and roll. Love that. 
It's so much fun. It's it just yeah. It just seems like a good. It seems like a good time. It is a good time. Yeah. This was this is yeah. This was a, like a story. The movie you're like that was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I would watch that again. I yeah. would, and I read it again. It was even funner the second time. time. So. Thank you all for listening to this wonderful tale of Saga and the boys. Zach, I'm glad that this very much appealed to Loved you. Loved it, yeah. To you and your music and your rock and roll and your fantasy. And stay tuned for next episode. I don't know what we're doing just yet. <laughs> Something great. It's a surprise for all of us. Yeah. Um, but please don't forget we are on all social, most social medias because Twitter's a devil. Um, but we are on Instagram, Facebook, kind of it. LinkedIn, <laughs> baby. LinkedIn. Um, but our podcasts are all on Apple, uh, Amazon, Spotify, like iHeartRadio. Um, but please give us a like, listen, listen, like, and then review. The reviews will help us move the charts so we can keep making super dope content. Because like I said, I want to do some more stuff. Yeah. I'm, 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 I've talked to Zach about dabbling into maybe some like merch for stickers yeah. and things like that. So please keep listening, keep supporting us, and we will continue to make great content for you guys. Uh, Rock and roll, this fucking amp goes to 11. Have a good night.